Welcome, everybody, to episode three of the Week of Wrestling podcast. I am joined again by my co-host, Nico Swami-Rigoli. How you doing, brother? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. We're here for the Week of Wrestling, and I've really been wrestling with the week and all of its struggles and challenges, but that is life, and life is wrestling, and wrestling is life, and we're here to talk about it. I'm so confused already. I feel so I feel so bad for our listeners. This is the analogy you get when your sleep schedule has been all over the place. <laughs> so we have a lot of news to discuss, including progress chapter I, I have to look that up real quick. Uh, chapter 76, Hello Wembley, match card. We also are talking about everything in WWE and indie news. So let's kick off. With said WWE news, with our first story, Raw this past week posted the lowest rating in the modern era history. So, Nico, open up your thoughts about what this could mean um, yes. for Raw going forward. Okay, so I think we've said it on like the previous two episodes as to what the big problem is with Raw. Um, and it's been mostly in comparison to SmackDown, which is SmackDown has something that works for them, which is they have rivalries that are interpersonal and they can last for long periods of time. They have game plans for where these rivalries can go. Specifically, they have end games for where these rivalries could go. Whereas Raw, it feels like they're just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. I want to I want to make this clear though. Raw Raw's issues have nothing to do with who holds the championships. It has to do with what are they doing with the champions once they get those belts. And in which case, um, I mean, we're getting a good tag team feud, uh, a good faction feud between the Dogs of War and the Shield, but um, it doesn't feel like they have a clear-cut vision of where that rivalry is going to go. As we saw this week, they're teasing like Dean Ambrose pulling a heel turn and potentially joining the Dogs of War and specifically going after Seth's title. But then at the end of Raw, he's like, now nah, I'm going to stick with my brothers. So who knows if anything is made of that at either the next Raw or at the Super Showdown. As for Ronda Rousey, I'm not entirely sure who she is set to face uh, in between now and evolution, we don't even know if those Nikki Bella rumors are actually going to come to fruition. Uh, and, you know, uh, among other things, Bobby Lashley and Kevin Owens and Elias, it's very unclear as to what they're doing with them and other things like I like that they're promoting the mixed match, the mixed match challenge uh, with some of their matches from this week Finn Balor versus Jinder Mahal with Bailey and Alicia Fox on the outside. Um, but again, in terms of like actual raw storylines, what do they have going for them? And now they're using the cruiserweight division as like managerial figures uh, because um, 205 Live apparently isn't doing well in the ratings either. Uh, that, I mean, the mixed match challenge might have something to do with it as well because it's kind of conflicting with schedules. But yeah, it, it just feels like there's no clear-cut game plan with raw, and that could easily be because Vince McMahon, we've heard the stories backstage, the writers could have something planned and all of a sudden, like five minutes before they go on the air, 
Vince McMahon's like, no, change it or you're fired. Uh, so, yeah, those are my thoughts. All right, so I have the stats brought up from the Wrestling, uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter. It says that the three hours from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. started off strong with 2.49 million views and then took a detour the second hour with 2.28 and then stayed at 2.28 for the last two hours. They're saying that it has to do with um, would it be in uh, like new season of TV coming back and the the uh, NFL games, but I do agree with you. That definitely plays a role. That definitely plays a role. Like when when, uh, when the Arrowverse shows come back, uh, I'm assuming you and I are going to be tuning in uh, heavily, and th that could interfere with our ability to watch wrestling live, and uh, vice versa. Wrestling could interfere with our ability to watch the Arrowverse shows as they first air. Uh, um, and Monday Night Football, yeah, that uh, like this is that time of year where Vince McMahon gets nervous, and it should you should have a game plan in place to make sure your programming is up to snuff, so you can actually put up a fight against the NFL when they have their Monday Night games. And uh, from the looks of it, they do not. And it's arguable that the best feud Raw has going for them right now is Triple H versus The Undertaker featuring Shawn Michaels and Kane. And, uh, like, the promotion for that for that match, there, there have been no matches in between, and it's just been, like, one promo a week featuring one of the guys involved. Uh, so it, it's crazy that that has the most clear-cut game plan out of everything going on on the red brand. Yeah, exactly. Um, I agree with you that... It all comes down to keeping your audience invested for the three hours. I still, I'm still going to keep arguing this. They should have kept Raw at two hours. I, I was fine with the decision to make it three hours be, uh, because I understood uh, the benefits of that, of giving the roster on Raw more time to show their stuff. The problem is they're not doing that. They're I mean, they're giving some people stuff to work with, and then they're, they're just giving other people, like, weird backstage segments that don't go anywhere. Uh, like, Baron Corbin as the constable, who Lord knows where that's going. I mean, like, he was Stephanie's appointed uh, a, a lapdog, and now she's pissed at him because he, he's booking himself into uh, title matches, which I think we all expected he was going to do at some point uh, because yeah. it's, it's Baron Corbin. And like it, it, that, that's another thing. It, like the general manager, the evil general manager storyline is so overdone, especially on Raw, that you think they'd want to move away from that. Look at what they're doing with Paige on SmackDown. Like she has very limited exposure, uh, but when she is used, she's used effectively. She helps. Uh, she helps push the storylines on the blue brand going forward and raw. It just feels like Baron Corbin because he is still able to actively wrestle. That might be a part of it. He, uh, he is part of the focal point of a lot of the weirdness that goes on there. Yeah. It, it's all about like, like where I was going at is when raw went to three hours, I was saying, okay, this could be good, but the first month and a half, I was saying this is not going to work because they're doing exactly 
what they do are doing now, giving people useless storylines that usually end in nothing. <clears throat> and then, you know, the second hour is always the slowdown period, the period where people want to leave or go somewhere else or watch something else or tune off. That's where people usually tune off is about the second, the second hour mark. Then they come back for the main event. But if you had a like a good structured two-hour show, like SmackDown, people would be more invested, in, and you could have enough time to focus on your main feuds, the feuds that people care about, instead of them going off at the second hour and then coming back in the main event. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I still want them to keep the three hours simply because I want to see if they can finally get their shit together and do it. They're not going to be able to. Uh, you're probably right about that, but I would like to at least be optimistic that they will one day wake up and be able to do that. If anything, if Triple H ends up taking over, he might end up turning Raw back into a two-hour show. That way he can work on work with that. He has said that his goal is to bring Raw back to two hours and to make NXT two hours long featuring yeah. featuring the 205 live rosters so yeah, he combine them together yeah he so he can make the most out of everything uh uh with that's that's his, a man uh, who has a plan for the future and that that's uh, again that goes back to things we've heard on the dirt sheets about how triple h before he would send guys up to the main roster he would always make sure that there was a six-month plan in place so that the tyler breeze effect wouldn't happen so that the Neville effect wouldn't happen so so that the Bo Dallas effect wouldn't happen. He wanted to make sure everyone was safe once they got on the main roster. And that hasn't been the case. Look at Finn Balor. And uh, now you can say the same for like Kevin Owens uh, and um, like Demidane. Neville quit because of the fact that he was pissed off at the direction things were going. Yeah. Uh, Sami Zayn's another big one that. Well, he's injured right now, so. Well, I mean even before that, he wasn't doing anything. True, true. And mm -hmm. even Baron Corbin, like, uh, he was someone Vince was high on, and now he's, like, in, in the weirdest place. It, ho no way, Jose. Um, like, Where the hell is he? Yeah, like, he was set for big things. And, and, and then all of a sudden, poof, gone. Like, yeah. not doing anything uh, anymore. All right, so let's move on from before we get way off topic again. Um, let's move on to a person you just talked about. Shawn Michaels is looking to come back to wrestle. Not one match, but two matches. One at Crown Jewel, which is going to be uh, rumored to be DX versus the Brothers of Destruction for the Crown Jewel, Crown Jewel event. And the other one is a one-on-one -on -one match against The Undertaker. At Survivor Series. So this is interesting because I was at Extreme Rules. That was Kane's last televised match. Um, and from what I understand, I, I thought I had heard that he had like broken his ankle or his foot, and like this, and because of his mayoral duties uh, in Knox County, Tennessee, that uh, we could Mayor Kane. Yeah, we could have potentially seen the last of Glenn Jacobs in a wrestling ring. So uh, this is very interesting. I'm not even talking about the guy right now who is coming back to retirement for this match. 
Shawn Michaels. Um, out is it's going to be very weird to see him wrestle without long hair for the first time in I think his entire life. Um, we're so used to the balding ponytail look uh, that um, it, it, it'll be interesting to see him without it uh, in the ring in action uh, because that adds effect. That adds effect. The flowing hair uh, uh, it adds effect every time you get thrown back. Uh, it just it adds something to it. Um, same with music. Um, but, um, I'm, I'm, I'm upset, but not for reasons you might think, because we have been hearing rumors that Sean might be coming back for a long time now. I'm a little upset it's here and it's not like one of the past two Royal Rumbles in which he was rumored to face AJ Styles oh, in Texas. Like when I heard rumors of that, when there were photoshopped, uh, uh posters going around, I was like, Oh my God, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. And um, if he's only booked for two matches in his return, then it means that it might slip from our fingers yet again. So I'm hoping that they find a way to convince him to stay just until after WrestleMania season for maybe like at, at, at least two additional matches on this schedule. Um, Brothers of uh but now getting to the actual focal point of this conversation. Brothers of Destruction versus DX. Um, it'll be interesting to see how these guys do in terms of athletic ability because for one, uh, Shawn Michaels hasn't been in a ring in a long time. Two, Triple H, we saw him at WrestleMania and basically the star of his match was Ronda Rousey. Uh, um, everyone kind of was either moving slowly or not. I, mean, I don't want to say lethargically, but it was just like it was a slow paced match until she got involved and then things picked up from there. Undertaker, his last match we saw him in was, I believe, at uh, the Greatest Royal Rumble against Rusev in a casket match. And he exceeded my expectations there. But again, rust, uh, how much rust is he dealing with? And granted, he's probably going to shake a lot of that rust off at the Super Showdown. He's probably been training his ass off to put on a performance for the people in Melbourne, Australia. Um, fourthly, Kane. Uh, again, possibly broken ankle or foot. I can't remember the injury specifically. But, I think it was ankle. Well, he did suffer an injury of some kind to his leg, uh, and that's kept him out of action. And obviously being a mayor now, uh, it, uh, it's, um, I'm not entirely sure what his workout regimen has been since then. Um, so hopefully all these guys can put on a good match with all those factors in consideration. Um, Shawn Michaels versus the undertaker on paper. We've seen what happened the last two times. These guys went at it, arguably two of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. Um, one was just action-packed bell-to-bell. The other one told a phenomenal story of two men fighting off injury and fight and uh, going off uh, and ego versus ego. One uh, And could this be the last we see of either the streak or Shawn Michaels as a whole? Uh, so on paper, the recipe is there. But again, laying out all those factors I just mentioned for the tag team match, can they overcome those obstacles? We will find out. Uh, why? 
why are we getting Shawn Michaels back? And I, I'm a huge Shawn Michaels fan. Don't get me wrong. But he was the one. He was the one legend that retired the way he wanted to and stayed retired. And now he's going to ruin that. Why? He doesn't need the money. He's set. I don't know if this is a favor he's doing for Triple H or whatever, but I don't want to see Shawn Michaels come back because the retirement was perfect. And if you bring him back and we see four old dudes in a tag team match, no. Get past. I'm sorry. Let go of the past. Focus on the future. That's what you need to do. You don't need four old dudes from the 90s coming back in and maybe having a decent match. Because WrestleMania, what was it, 26, was the last Shawn Michaels match. That was in 2010, though. And, again, that was one of the best WrestleMania performances of all time. So if I can spin this in a positive light, these guys, despite how long they've been in the business, they can still go. And granted, there is something to be angry about with Shawn Michaels being the one guy who retired on the right terms and, and, 